Hey y'all, good morning. Welcome to season four of My Road Draft Podcast. On this podcast, we talk through and provide encouragement, stories, tips, and resources to help you navigate the daily journey of your faith, life, and work. I am your host, Mel. I'm a writer and storyteller at The Core, a project manager by day, and a career and business consultant through my consulting firm, Work Redefined Consulting Agency. And I make it one of my mission to help us embrace the seasons we're currently in and find beauty and meaning in our everyday rough draft stories. So yeah, I I miss y'all, man. I'm happy to be back. I'm grateful that um, even in the off season, y'all have still been downloading episodes and streaming podcasts, streaming the podcast, which means so much to me. And, And yeah, I just really feel like this season will be a defining season. So yes, no, no, no hesitation. Let's get into today's episode. So today I want to talk about the debt situations in your life and in my life too. I literally just came out of my morning time with God and I was like, journaling. And I'm like, no, somebody needs to hear this. So um, what I'm sharing today is what um, God shared with me in my own life. And when it, ta- when, I, when it comes to talking about the debt situations in our lives, you know, I know that we're in this world of living our best life, right? <laughs> and going after all that God has called us to do, right? We're trying to bring these things to life, right? We're trying to bring these business ideas to life. We're trying to bring these career goals to life. Maybe we're trying to bring relationships to life, right? We're trying to find our tribes. We're trying to clear out the tribes that that no longer serve us, right? But but what do you do in this world of where we're trying to bring everything to life and we're trying to accomplish and achieve? What do you do with the things in your life that have become sick, right? What do you do with the things that have died in your life, right? Maybe your hope and faith have died in certain areas. And and what I know in my personal life to be true is that I am blessed, right? I'm favored, right? I have no reason to complain, right? But my blessings don't negate or disqualify my struggles, right? And it's the same with you, right? You can be blessed. And I think sometimes we feel bad for 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 addressing dead situations. And so we try to wish it away. We try to pray it away. Um, we try to deny it, you know, but, but your blessings, right? You being blessed, you being here, God waking you up this morning is great. And it's a blessing, right? And it's an honor. And yes, people do have have it much worse than you, but your blessings and your favor don't negate the, the, the struggles or the dead situations in your life. And so today I want us to think about those dead situations. I want us to make time and make space and room for the dead things that are in our life. And of course, you know, um, I want us to use the Bible to to give us language for how to navigate these seasons, not to necessarily give us an answers answers or to tell us God's going to do it for you in this way because of how he did it in the Bible that way. Right. But I think when we read the Bible, it can encourage us and give us language for how we can see God in our moments. And so that's what I want to do today. So um, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you're running or you're walking or you're working out or you're driving. And you may not be able to do this, but um, I do encourage us to take some time to read through John 11 and I'm going to read through it with you in this episode. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about John 11, the story of Lazarus. Let's get started. OK, I know that was a long intro, y'all, but 
stay with me. Okay. So in John 11, um, it talks about, and again, I'm going to summarize. I'm also reading out of the CSB version. It's in my She Reads Truth Bible. Um, I love that Bible. Great study Bible for those who may want recommendations. But anyway, I'm starting in John 11, verse three, where um, to kind of set the scenario, Mary and Martha, um, Jesus loves Mary and Martha and, and they are friends with Jesus. And Jesus also loves Lazarus, right? Who is like a brother to Jesus. And so, um, listen, I'm not a Bible scholar, so I'm going to tell you now, okay? <laughs> this is my interpretation from my morning devotional at 5 a.m. this morning. Okay, focus mail. So the sister sent a message to him and it said that the Lord, the Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard it, he said, this sickness will not end in death. And when he's talking about um, the Lord, the one you love is sick, he's talking about Lazarus. Um, So when it says the Lord, the one you love is sick, um, Mary and Martha are sending the message to Jesus that um, Lazarus is sick. But Jesus responds to hearing about Lazarus's sickness. And he says, this sickness will not end in death but it's for the glory of God so that the son of God may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha, her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, listen, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after that, he said to the disciples, let's go to Judea again. And so what stood out to me in this passage is that one, Jesus loved Lazarus, right? So the one who was sick, the one who was going through, Jesus loved him, right? He was also aware of his situation. He was made aware of his situation, right? And I think sometimes, you know, we think that God doesn't see us or hear us, but when we pray to God, um, one, God is all knowing, right? So he's everywhere. He sees everything. So for him to not know about our situations is literally impossible, right? So I think that it encourages, it can encourage us that that even in the situations that are dead, the situations that we can't necessarily talk about, right? God is in it and he sees us in the situation, right? But I think it's also important to note that he knew of Lazarus's situation, but he didn't immediately move, right? And I think we see that in our lives where God does not immediately run to our rescue, right? But he is aware of the situation, And he's also aware of the outcome, right? So when Martha and Mary were sending this message to Lazarus, Jesus already knew one, that he was sick, one, that he was going to die and three, that he was going to raise him to life again so that the son of God may be glorified through it, right? And so I think it can encourage us, number one, I guess point number one (laughs) is that in in this death situation that you are facing, in this sick situation that you are facing, that Jesus is not only aware of your situation, but he's also aware of the outcome, even if he doesn't immediately run to your rescue. Okay. And so let's keep going. So it says to keep the story moving. So Jesus stayed where he was in the, in that place where he was. And then after two days, he said, okay, let's go to Judea where um, Lazarus was. Right. So then um, in John 11, eight, it says, Rabbi, the disciples told him, just now the Jews tried to stone you and you're going there again, question mark. So we know from this that that Jesus was walking into a dangerous and dead situation. And we know that because 
folks was always trying to kill Jesus, right? They they didn't like him, right? The Jews didn't like him. They were trying to come for him. They didn't like what he stood for. They didn't like the things that he said to them, right? He challenged them, right? And so it's important to know here that, that Jesus, again, was walking into a dangerous and a dead situation, right? And so when he arrived, he found that Lazarus, I'm now on John eleven seventeen. It says that when Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for days. So if you read in between John eleven eight 8 and John eleven seventeen, Jesus already knew that Lazarus had died. He said that he said that Lazarus was asleep and the disciples were like, well, if he sleep, you know, what's the what's the point in going? Right. But then Jesus had to tell them very plainly, like, no, Lazarus has died. So he already knew when he was coming onto the scene that he was coming upon or walking into a dead situation. Right. And so. Being that Lazarus had been dead now for four days means that Lazarus's body had literally begun to decay, right? So other people, other Jews were there with Mary and Martha, who were the sisters of Lazarus, and they were mourning the loss. They were all mourning the loss of Lazarus, right? I think this is important to note, right? Because I think sometimes, especially in this social media world, in this very public world, right, um, it's hard to allow things to die or to admit that things are dying because of this pressure to keep things up as if we're living our best life, right? So when in business, you're expected to show up every day on social media, even if, you know, behind the scenes you may be going through, right? You're still expected to show up at work and put your best effort forward and smiling, be camera ready, you know, for these Zoom calls and, really, it may be hard for you just to show up, right? Just for you to get out of the bed and put on makeup and put on a shirt, okay? So that you can be ready for these Zoom calls because of the dead situations that you're facing in your life, right? To the point where, Others may be coming and trying to mourn the loss, right? So you may not be showing up on social media or you may not be showing up as your full self, right? And or or people may in your life may be aware of dead situations, right? And people are coming and trying to comfort you, right? I even remember, um, even if I'm being completely transparent and y'all know I always am, but even after season three of the Rough Draft podcast, you know, I... Um, was in a was in a dark place, you know. Well, well, let me let me say a dark place when it comes to the podcast. Okay, <laughs> when it comes to the rough draft, I was like, should I continue this? I'm not really seeing where I'm not really seeing the fruit or the results that I want to see. You know, I've been doing this for a year and I'm not sure if I could, should continue. You know, and I called a friend and I spoke to that friend and was expressing, you know, my my frustrations, right? And my sadness with this thing, not not just not just the podcast that I've been doing for a year, but the whole beauty and the rough drive brand that I've been doing since 2017, right? And just kind of expressing that I was kind of frustrated that I've been doing this off and on for three years now. And I don't really know if I should continue, right? Um, because of because of again the pressure of other people and how we think things should turn out, right? And how we think things should go viral. And my friend told me, well, 
well, you know, maybe, and she meant it and, and, and she meant well, okay? But she said, you know, maybe you shouldn't, you know, may, maybe this season is up, you know? Maybe you should be thankful for the impact that it has made and maybe you should move on to something else. And again, she told me that um, in, in well-meaning, right? But, but, but again, she had come to help me comfort and mourn that potential loss, right? This potential dead thing of potentially letting the rough draft brand die, right? And so I say that because because sometimes we, 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 we want to deny that, right? We want, I wanted to deny that my passion as it was for the rough draft had died as it was, right? Because then in that moment that I would think that that would make me a failure if I allowed it to die, right? And I think in the same situation, sometimes we're holding on to businesses, we're holding on to career dreams, we're holding on to relationships, right? because we don't want to admit that it has died, right? But when you first acknowledge that that situation, that that thing, that that relationship has died is when God can finally show up on the scene to, to do what he's going to do, right? And so just wanted to encourage you there. But as we keep reading, it says that, um, where am I? So Lazarus had begun to decay and others had come to mourn the loss of Lazarus. And so then in John eleven twenty four. 24, Jesus is now on the scene and Martha runs out to Jesus and says, Lazarus has died. And what does it actually say? <laughs> and Jesus says, your brother will rise again. And Martha says, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? And Martha told him, yes, I believe you are the Messiah, the son of God who comes into the world. Right. And so I think it's interesting here that Martha said maybe in the next life. Right. So in the next life, Lazarus will rise up. But Jesus said, I am the life. Right. Do you believe? And when, and I think that I'm going to pause here because I think that that's important because, again, in, in our dead situations where we're asking for God to bring the where we're asking for God to bring it back to life. Right. I think it's important to know that Jesus is the life. Right. So our situations and our circumstances don't change who God is. Right. And so just throwing that out there. But moving on, then in John eleven thirty three, it says that when Jesus saw her crying and and the Jews who had come with her crying. Now we're talking about Mary. Now, Martha was the one that ran out. Um, he called for Mary. Mary was coming. And when Jesus saw Mary crying and Jews and the Jews who had come with her crying, he was deeply moved in his spirit and troubled. And he asked them, where have you put him? As in, where have you put Lazarus? Um, and then when, when Jesus went to the tomb where Lazarus was, it says that Jesus wept, Right. So I think it's important to note here that Jesus, again, was aware of the situation. He already knew that Lazarus had died before he had even got there. Right. And now in this dead situation where he knows that he's about to raise Lazarus up from the tomb, he weeps with the people. Right. In the situation. And so I think sometimes, at least for me, I can think that God is looking at our at my dead situations and that he's 
just <laughs> not not moved or unbothered, right? Like he sees me suffering. He sees my tears. He sees me crying out about these things, right? He sees me mourning these things. And we can easily think that he does not care because he's not moving, right? But I think that it's important in this story to note that not only does he already know the outcome, but he's with us in the middle, right? So he knows that he's going to heal. He knows the glory that's going to come later, but he still is God and good enough and, and a father and a, and a brother. Jesus is our brother. And we have the Holy Spirit who is our comforter that's with us to comfort us, to empathize with us, right? And so I think that was encouraging for me this morning when I was reading it because it proves that that God's not just this um, un, unbothered God in the sky who sees us going through all this stuff and doesn't care. No, he is moved by it. Right. He weeps with us. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that wasn't that was encouraging for me. And so then, of course, if you've read this story before, then you know that in John eleven thirty nine through 44, that um, that Jesus tells them to remove the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, tells him, Lord, there's already a stench because he has been dead four days. So Lazarus hadn't just died again. This this Lazarus has now begun to decay. Right. And again, some some situations in our life have been have been dead for a long time. OK, <laughs> I'm not saying that's a laugh. I'm laughing at my own situations when I think about it. But yeah, something's been dead for a while. Okay. You know, but Jesus said to her, didn't I tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? And so they removed the stone. Jesus prays, Father, I thank you that you heard me. I thank you that you always hear me. Um, and but because of the crowd standing here, I said this so that you so that they may believe you sent me. And so after this, um, he said with the shout, Lazarus come out and Lazarus comes out. And of course, you can go back and read through the story. This is my summary, but you can read back through it and I'm sure you'll get even more gems from it. But I say that because, again, today we're talking about the dead situations in our life. And I read that story to you because I want you to go read it and see what God reveals to you for your situation but I think I think there are some good principles here that I want to leave us with as we read through the story of Lazarus. And as we think through our own dead people or situations or dead relationships, as I mentioned earlier. But for me, without putting my whole life out there, you know, when it comes to dead situations, I can think of, you know, a loss of my church and my community. Um, I've mentioned in, in, in season three, how I left my church at the end of 2020. And with that, I lost, you know, really my, 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 my soul community that I had in that season. Right. And so when I think about the dead situation of, of leaving, leaving that church and no longer having that community. Right. And the loneliness that has come, um, not just in leaving that church, but then also in this pandemic, right. And COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of us, I, I really feel for, for my fellow singles, right. That may have been living alone or may have been dealing with this never, it seemed this seeming 
seemingly never ending loneliness, right? I feel for you. I am you. Okay. Um, but dealing with that dead situation, dealing with, again, certain parts of the business or certain passions that, that have died, right? That I used to be so passionate about this thing. And now I'm wondering, you know, was I, did I hear God right? Or, or did I hear him wrong? Or was this me? Right. Or, um, or has this season passed and I'm just not willing to let it die. Right. Um, because I'm trying to keep up with, uh, with appearances, right. Because we don't want to be seen as failure. So when I'm thinking about my own debt situations, when I read through this story, it reminded me of, of this. And I want to share this with you that again, God is aware of my situation. He already knows the outcome. He may not immediately come to the rescue, but he is on the way. He is on the way. And that encouraged me and, and that he also empathizes with me. He weeps with me. And when I'm asking for these things to come to life, I'm talking to the one who is the life right? Jesus is the resurrection and the life, right? And if I believe in him, even if I die, or even if these things die, I will live, right? Everyone who lives and believes in him will never, will never die, but do I believe that, right? And so people may watch on the sidelines with their own opinions about their, about your situations, right? So people may judge me for leaving my, for leaving um, the church that I was in and for not no longer being in that same community. People may judge me um, if I allow certain parts of my business to die, right? People may judge me if I don't show up as a hundred percent, you know, in certain parts of my career, right? People may judge and have their own opinions about, about what you do and what you don't do, right? And again, that doesn't put making people um, always be bad. But again, as I mentioned with my friend before, some people can be well-meaning, right? And they can try to comfort you as you are trying to move on from this dead thing, right? And so people may watch from the sidelines and have their own opinions, but what I can do is believe. It's not up to me to manage other people's expectations and it's not up to you to manage people's expectations. But what you can do is believe. You can believe that you will see the glory of God in those situations, right? And, and sometimes I think the Holy Spirit spoke this to me. Sometimes we have to forego immediate gratification. Sometimes we have to forego trying to prove ourselves in the moment so that God can truly get the glory, right? If, um, you know, Martha or Mary, if they would have, you know, been been telling people, oh, he ain't dead, he, he <laughs> this ain't dead, right? If they would have been trying to keep up with appearances, you know, they would have looked crazy. I mean, I don't know other way to another way to put it, but they would have looked real crazy if Lazarus is in that tomb dead and they still trying to say this man ain't dead. You know what I mean? So, you know, we have to acknowledge the dead things, right? I've lost community. I've lost friends. I've lost passions. I've lost dreams. I've lost desires, right? Say that, right? It doesn't mean that I'm not blessed. For those who don't know, I just recently started a new job. If if you follow me on Instagram, then you know that I am blessed, right? I'm in my dream job, but again, my blessings don't negate my struggles, right? You can be blessed in certain areas and still seeking and waiting for God in other areas. And that is okay, right? It's okay to be experiencing both the blessing and the waiting, right? Both the blessing and the crushing, right? But again, acknowledge the dead thing, but also know that in that dead thing, there's an opportunity, 
right? In that dead thing, there is life, right? Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And so even if things die, we will never die. Those of us that believe in Jesus. And so um, and so we also know that he has the power to bring things back to life. And so in this situation, Jesus rose Lazarus from the tomb. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna promise you, you know, fairy tales and unicorns and rainbows and tell you that, you know, that relationship that died, you know, God's gonna bring it back to life. He may not. Okay. That relationship, as you know, it may be dead, right? But because Jesus is the life, we know that, that, that in him, we have life more abundantly. And so the way that he gets the glory, the way that he brings life into that situation may look different from how you thought it would, right? It may look different from how you thought, but you can bet on the fact that he will get the glory and that God is not a God where where, where, where he don't, he don't clear, he don't really care about, you know, his people or he doesn't care, you know, if they have a good life or a bad life. No, God wants to get the glory so that others may believe, right? Uh, raising Lazarus from the dead wasn't for Jesus's sake. It wasn't for God's sake. That's why he prayed um, that, that it happens so that others may believe. And so you have to believe that in that situation, that when God brings things back to life, that, he, that he's going to do it and that he's going to do it in a big way because he wants others to believe in him, right? He wants others to be able to look at your, look at the testimony that's going to come from you and from that dead situation and say, okay, now I can keep going, right? Just as I'm telling you my story and my struggles, right? It's hopefully encouraging you to keep going. And it will be the same with you that when, when people see what God has brought back to life in your situation, in your life, that it will encourage someone else, right? And so we can be encouraged by that. And so, yeah, that's that's all that I wanted to talk about today, that when it comes to the dead situations in your life, you have to first acknowledge them, bring them to God, know that he is aware of them. He already knows the outcome. He may not immediately come to your rescue, but he is on the way and that he will bring that situation back to life. It may not look how you want it to look and it may not come to life how you expect it, how you expect it to come back to life, but that he's on the way and that he has to get the glory from it. Therefore, he will move on your behalf. So I hope that that encourages y'all. Um, stay tuned for all that season four has to offer. Subscribe. I would really appreciate it, especially if you listen on iTunes to leave a rating and review. That would help us out so much. Um, feel free to follow me on Instagram at underscore Melanie Christina, where I share more tips and, and, and stories and, and all, devotionals and all of that to help us navigate our daily journey. And um, yes, check out my new consulting workredefineconsulting.com where we help the everyday professional entrepreneur and business be successful at work and increase their impact and income. Okay. I love y'all and I will see y'all next week. Bye.